The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 145, recorded May 31st, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. Hey, Michael. Boy, we finally finally got here. I wasn't sure when we were going to record in between last week and this week and Obi-Wan out and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, we intentionally pushed back so we could cover Obi-Wan, but then... uh, It got really pushed back. Well, I don't think we thought too far ahead, no. you know, not realizing it was Memorial Day weekend. I know. It's like, check a calendar, you dolts. Well, yeah, we're not good at that. No. But uh, as it so happened, I actually, I think the night before Obi-Wan came out, they announced sometime that either late that afternoon or that night, surprise, we're going to release it at 9 p.m. Right. Standard time. Right. All right, so I stayed up. I watched the two episodes. I watched. I didn't know it was that it was announced. I actually went to bed. I didn't even know. Well, why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. They made such a big deal that they moved it back two days. Right. They're going to give us two episodes, and then surprise, midnight. And I was like, it was like eleven forty when I saw it. I was like, all right, I'm staying up to one thirty. <laughs> Did you? Re- well, we'll get into that later. Um, so. Before we get jumping into the show, of all the cool stuff that's happened over the weekend with Star Wars Celebration and Obi-Wan and and all the good love of Star Wars, I'm really fucking pissed off today. And I'm pissed off at Star Wars fans because there are racist comments that are going to Moses Ingram for her her role as as Reva. And I'm... I don't. I, I'm not very articulate when it comes to these matters. Um, I'm disgusted, man, and I'm, I'm disgusted and embarrassed to be a Star Wars fan. I'm sick of these fucking stories and these people that come in here and and do this stuff. Um, it's been like that since Disney took over Star Wars, and you had, you know, well, it goes back to even um, uh, to Jar Jar, right? And and the the and Ahmad Best, you know, picking on him, but uh, from John Boyega, Kelly Marie Tran, um, you know, the Star Wars, I don't, I don't want to call these people Star Wars fans. I want to call them what they are, and that's racist fucks, and I'm just fucking tired of it, and I'm angry, and I don't know what to do other than to have other ask other Star Wars fans or any other fans of these genres to stand up. I mean, you, may, you if you don't like the character, fine. That's a different conversation, but these fucking right. people that are calling out, you know, the racist stuff, and I'm just angry, and I don't really know how to handle it, Michael. I don't know how to talk about it. I'm not, um, I'm just not very articulate when it comes to this stuff, and I, I, I don't know what to even say other than I'm angry and I don't know what to do. I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm a brown man as well, not as brown as others, and I just don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get what the problem is other than complete 
and total racism. And it, and I think if anything, since, you know, the Kelly Marie trans stuff, mm-hmm. I think this very small, small subset of, let's call them incels because that's really what they probably fucking are. They're not fans. No. Uh, they've, they're emboldened. And now they're coming after uh, Moses, which is horse shit. I, I mean, we're going to get into the episode. That's yeah. not the issue here, but I have no problem with her character, really. No. Um, like it, it's simply, I mean, why, why, why do people have to talk shit and be racist? And they were waiting to say this shit. They didn't even. Oh, yeah. I, I, they were waiting since the first preview to to come out and just call this shit out. And and it, it's we we must be better advocates as fans of any kind of genre to stand up against this shit because if we don't stand up if we don't say something and this is why I wanted to bring it up at the beginning of the show because I don't want to gloss over you know all the fun stuff that happened this is a real topic that we could take an hour on this and I'd rather do it with some people that are better qualified than I am to to talk about these issues um and maybe we will do that I think maybe it's an episode that we need to tackle Michael I don't I don't know um but my point is they've been waiting to talk about this since the previews. Just don't watch the fucking show. If you're going to be that, like, why do you care? Like if, if you're just going to denigrate it by who's in it, then why, why waste your time in watching the show? You're not a fan. You're just a fucking asshole. And you can direct anything you want to me at Twitter or whatever you want to do through Kybercast. It's Joe Becker. Call me out, whatever you racist pricks. Don't, don't listen to our show. Then I don't, I don't care. I'd rather have two people listen to the show, but if they're good people, but not, not this this stuff. You, it's been simmering with me all day today, as you can maybe tell. Like, I, and I'm not hot. Well, I don't want to even know how to write it down. I'm not like I said. I don't know how to to, to combat it. I'm, I'm uh, listen. I'm a middle aged white guy, right? I don't even know how to say it or come, you know, even talk about it. So I, I don't. Other than this is wrong, and it needs to stop. And you're killing what's supposed to be a family fun escape show that, that this, you know, it, 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 and we've, the star Wars fandom is turning it terrible. Well, you gotta remember, it's not the fandom. I think right. the vast You're majority right. of the fandom has no issue. It's a very, very small subset that has a very big voice and it's horseshit. And cause, cause since day one, star Wars, you know, let, let's look at, you know, princess Leah. Even in the very first in Star Wars, later known as A New Hope, she is a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. She, you know, yes, Han and Luke opened the cell door, but she did a lot of that rescuing herself. Mm-hmm. You know, took the gun from Luke and started shooting stormtroopers. She was a strong, powerful woman. This is not new. Now, yeah, in the last 40 years, um, They've included, you know, people that are not just all white people, but even, even on top of that, they've made a point of showing the rebellion is full of many, many, many alien species. 20 million sentient species, according to Disney and Star Wars Galaxy. So right, but there's so many sentient species and they've made a point in the movies, in these TV shows and, and all these, you know, all the extended stuff, you know, all the books, comics, that the Empire are a bunch of racist fucking pricks that are human-centric, right? Right. So, 
if you're a Star Wars fan and you have a problem with a woman who's black or a woman who's Asian or whatever it is, you're not getting the fucking point. So you should just step off. Big time. I don't remember Samuel L. Jackson getting this. You know why? He's a man. I think so. But I mean, it's just, well, I think, well, John Boyega got it, but there's, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever seen Do the Right Thing, there's like, there's a great, great conversation in there where um, uh, Mookie is talking to uh, um, John Turturro's character. He's like, who's your favorite basketball player? Michael Jordan. Who's your favorite rock star? Prince. He goes, all your favorite people are black people. Why? You know, it's like one of those things. And it's like, uh, again, I, I, I'm not talking about this in the right way, I'm sure, but that's just, let's get oh, past yeah. it. I mean, I don't, I mean, not get past it, but let's speak out. I, and, you know, I was going to ask Michael to craft something for Twitter and I think he'll, you know, because I, you don't want me writing, <laughs> uh, but maybe we, uh, maybe we should say something too. I, I want us to stand up for this. I, I want the, I want the podcast to stand up for it. I want, I'm just tired of this and I'm tired of, uh, we need to be advocates and not, I need, you know, and, and just instead of sit back quietly, this is ridiculous. I'm not gonna let these people take over what is near and dear to my heart and, and tarnish it with their bullshit. I'm right there with you. I agree. hundred percent. Okay. I wanted oh, to start with even, that. Even, even in this episode of Obey, which we'll get to. Yeah, we will. You know, Leia, this might be a long episode, by the way, folks, because we've got a lot. Leia, it's been a while. You know, admonishes her cousin. I'm sorry. Spoilers yeah. abound. Admonishes, admonishes her cousin just for talking down to droids. Right. Right. That's sorry. That's a great scene. If you're a racist prick, Star Wars ain't for you. So and and, and this show's not for you. Don't exactly. listen to us. Okay. Let's move on to some fun stuff now. Um Go ahead, Michael. You start. We'll, uh, we'll get into this, but you wrote a nice, uh, huge list of things that we got to get through here. <laughs> well, a large chunk of this is Marvel and DC based because big surprise. Right. But, um, and I know it's been 12 days since our last podcast was recorded. So apologies. This is a bunch of news coming at us. But let's start with, even though the trailer came out only a month ahead of time, we earned the teaser. We now mm-hmm. get a full trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. And we get to see more Jane, and we finally get to see Gore and Christian Bale. The first scene you see him, he's fucking scary. Yeah, I don't know what he's supposed to look like, but he's he is pretty scary. I mean, um, you probably know the character. I don't, um, but uh, it looks cool. I mean, it's definitely now like okay. Here's the we showed you the fluffy stuff. There's going to be a little some some dark things here. Some people are going to get hurt. I think yes. by by him. Zeus probably one of them. Um, my guess, but, uh, yeah, this looks good. It looks good. It looks good. I, everything about this movie that I've seen, I mean, the teaser was great, but now we get to see Natalie Portman and her biceps, Judas priest. I, I mean, will, uh, I'll say, I will say this. I think Marvel's in trouble. Right. Really? Why do you think? That? Um, well, you used, well, we didn't even talk about Dr. Strange. We should probably talk about that at some point too, because you did see it. Yeah, I did. Um, that, uh, all these disparate shows, we've been taught from Marvel that there's a cadence of like dun, boom, 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 big, boom, 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 big, right? And they're all connected. Right now, I feel like it's been a puzzle, a puzzle that's thrown on the table, and I don't know how it's supposed to come together yet. Like I, I, I don't see the pieces coming together like I did with you know the first three. Are we in phase four or five? What are we four? 
We're technically in phase four. So yeah. phase four, like I have no idea how phase four is connected to each other other than Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> right. Cause you know, phase one now to be fair, there were little hints and pieces, but it really wasn't co- coalescing into a story till later. Then finally, okay. Phase one's going to end with the Avengers. Well, there were simpler stories too. We had here's Thor. Here, it's like they're all origins, so it's a little easier to right. get to get started. But now we've got like it's just disparate. I think they're going to start losing people. You know, I, I see where you're coming from, but if, if anything I've learned in the last twelve, thirteen years is never bet against Marvel. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I I hope that's not the case. I can see where you're coming from. You know, every. Every six months, do we have some journalist writing about you know superhero fatigue? But yeah, it's not the fatigue for me. Is I think people are just like I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> Multiverse makes it complicated. It, 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 yeah, it's, and and I don't see the connective tissue yet. Like what's driving this phase five right now or four? So I think we are seeing. I think what we're seeing is well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that yeah. later. But. Okay, let's move on. Um, there's a new. Uh, Higher quality trailer for, trailer for She Hulk. I did not see this. Yeah. So did they use Son- did they Sonic her? <laughs> Pretty much, not quite that bad. But <laughs> she had human you know, teeth. My, I did. You know, when we when we talked about the trailer, yes, we thought it looked badass. But I was like, this special effects don't look the best. Well, I mean, this if you remember my comments, stuff. my comments were like very Shrek like. <laughs> right. So. Uh, she looks better, but you know, it, I don't know. It, it is it is a bit of the Sonic, not quite that bad, but yes. No. And for those that don't realize, yes, the original Sonic trailer came out, and people were like, "What the fuck is this?" And they spent a shit ton of money to make him look better. That was the greatest marketing ploy of all time. I think that it shit worked, was though. the movie. Did no, I think great. I think it was it was planned. Let's show a really goofy one. <laughs> and then we'll fix it. I do. I think it was brilliant. I, okay, that might work for a movie, which is going to get people to come into the theater. I don't know if it's going to work quite the same way for She-Hulk. When is I mean, is She-Hulk going to be a huge draw to get no. people to suddenly subscribe to Disney Plus that no. haven't done so already? No. Not that there's anything wrong with the character, and it's not that she's a woman. Not that she's a superhero, but let's face it. It has to be an A-list name, like, you know, uh, Star Wars. Or, and and not and or maybe Obi Wan, exactly. If if you're you know if you're or you know whatever we'll get into the other stuff exactly. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny because here you know just a couple weeks later oh by the way here's a new trailer and she looks better now right and there you go right so but on that we have a shit ton of Star Wars news that came out well it was celebration over the weekend so you're gonna get this was their time to get things going and as mentioned prior Andor. Coming this August, they're also filming another. It's going to be 12 episodes, but they didn't say how long each episode was going to be. There's 12 episodes. Then they're filming another 12 that's going to, I guess, lead up right until uh, Rogue One. Um, this is a sleeper show, man. This is, I think, I, I've called it once. I think this is going to be great. I think Andor is going to be great. I think this is, this just based on the trailer, this looks like everything that I want. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like the Jedi and the Sith just like anyone else. But sometimes it's nice to have a story that is not quite as focused on, you know, the, uh, the Skywalkers. And the I would Earth argue we haven't even had a Jedi story yet 
in the pre in the sequels. It's like <sighs> I don't know. But anyway, not as much force based. Okay, right. so you know, Mandalorian. We're seeing that Boba Fett, obviously, because it's heavily tied to Mandalorian. Um, even you know Obi Wan. All these shows, Obi Wan, you'd, you'd expect. Uh, right, 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 right. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. begrudging that show yeah, at yeah. all. No, no. But you know, Rogue One. You know, depends on the day of the week whether or not it's my favorite or second favorite Star Wars movie. Right. There's almost no force in it at all. Other than may the force be with you. No, that's chew it or chew it or when I mean, he's walk through a bunch of lasers. I'm with the force. Right, right. I said almost no, but right. not, we're not seeing any Jedi or anything like that. No. So in that movie, stood strong on just telling this story, a war story. Yeah. With the rebellion, I want to see a human so, story. That's what Andor is going to be like. It's going to be interesting. It just looks good. I mean, there's there's. As these shows kind of these tributaries in the rivers of the river of Star Wars, these tributaries that come up to it, I'm starting to find a little bit of art direction shifts a little bit, maybe a little, you know, like I see hoodies and stuff like that in there in the show. Like, you know, it's it's, you know, like regular bricks on the walls, you know, things like that, that are like, uh, be careful. Don't go into Star Trek territory. Like, let's keep, you know. If you have to shoot at friggin' Batu in Disney because they've done that pretty right in there, <laughs> like use that set if you need to. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter, but I mean, just they just got to keep an eye on that as, as these things start to get broader, so to speak. But I'm looking forward to that big time. Um, yeah, Andor's probably the show I'm most looking forward to at this point. Yeah, yeah, I have to. Uh, they had, it was funny they didn't even mention the acolyte, which scares me. Um, I thought they would at least start saying we're going to shoot something, but nope. So we'll see. Um, you take the next one. Confirmation that Indiana Jones 5 is supposed to be hitting theaters in June 2023. I have to believe this will be the last movie with Harrison Ford. I would assume. Now, do you know how that was announced? No, please tell me more. Okay, so um, during Star Wars Celebration, they had John Williams come out to play the Obi-Wan theme. And they played it, you know, uh on screen, they show the little Obi-Wan um, treatment come out and they played that theme. And then he goes, here's another song. It's not necessarily a Star Wars song, but you may know it. Then he played the theme to Indiana Jones or Riz Lost Ark. And who comes out is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford came out on stage and uh, he Your said, people's minds. he said, oh yeah, they went crazy. Cause it was at a, it was at a, you know, a panel, not, not in the public. He goes, that damn song follows me wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> And he thanked John Williams. It was John Williams' 90th birthday, the actual day that he was on stage with them. So John Williams came wow. out on his 90th birthday, dude, and he's still writing. How, what a, how fantastic is that? Um, so, yeah, that's how it was. Uh, and Harrison Ford gave the date as when it was coming out. And that's really all they gave, though. There's not really any pot details. You showed a picture, a nice right. silhouette, which, you know, could be a painting for all we know. Exactly. Um, but it's cool. And I, I actually, well... I guess you could call it a geek this week, but I didn't write it down there. But um, they had, uh, when I was doing some chores around the house yesterday, they had all the uh, Indiana Jones movies playing. So nice. I had that on the background. You know, I, I don't think anyone loved the, uh, you know, the, the last one. Kingdom of the last King, some skull or something like that. Yeah. I love the premise. It just wasn't done right. Well, I should. It wasn't done. It felt weird. 
they felt shoehorned when you had like his son or whatever with that was kind of a weird mutt. Yeah. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do and but you know what? It's it's one of those things where Lucas always every time you watch something that Lucas starts, like what the hell? I don't get it. Then like ten years later, it goes, oh well, that actually wasn't as bad as I thought. And there's like some interesting things in there. It's like I love the whole idea of aliens. That's a great premise. Like there's we've been doing that shit forever, and they did the Roswell. Thing. Like it's a, I think the premise was great. It just uh, Kingdom on the Crystal Skull as well, and um, I'll have to watch it again and see if I really don't like it. <laughs> it's not terrible. No. But however, it did coin the, you know, the phrase uh, when um, nuke the fridge. Yeah, I mean, I, it's farcical. But then I just watched Temple of Doom, and it's farcical even more so. I mean, it's like there's a friggin' raft that went down these falls. <laughs> like they would have died easily. You know, it's oh, like it's just, just comic falling from the plane. They would have died. Right. right. It's just a. I, I get it, and I, mean, I it's accept that. I'm not saying it's any less or more farcical than the other ones. It's just. It was interesting, but it wasn't. Even in The Last Crusade, where all the stupid little things like, what is that? It's the Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I'm looking forward to Indy. I'm going to go see it. I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to know more about the story. It's going to be interesting to see who the bad guys are, because obviously they moved it forward to the 50s. The Germans again. Is it going to be the Germans again? That's what I've heard. I mean, I could be wrong. That's what I've heard. It doesn't make sense. Only because, well, you know, they jumped them forward to the 50s. So, of course, it was, you know, the Soviet threat. So, you had you know, Russians and all that. So, where is this one going to take? I don't know. We'll find out. It could be time travel. What? There's talk of time travel in it, which would be. Here we go. We've got nothing else to figure out. Let's just do time travel. That'll solve it. <laughs> the cure and problem of every, uh, the end of, uh, it's kind of like, the, that's the jump the shark in uh, sci-fi fantasy. <laughs> time travel. Yes. All right. Well, Avengers is done. <laughs> you know, it's time. Right. All right. Let's keep going. Um, Ahsoka and the Mandalorian season three. Um, the Mandalorian will be in 2023. And I think Ahsoka follows that. It would be the other way around, but I'm not sure. No, I believe the Mandalorian is February of 2023. Yeah, that's first. And then Ahsoka is afterwards. Um, but I guess if you were there at Celebration Cinema, you got to see I, there's stuff posted online. I didn't watch it, but uh, they showed some clips from both of those already. Yeah. Which, man, that would be, I wish I was at Celebration. It looks so fun. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, what's the, okay, this skeleton crew that came out of nowhere. Yeah, like you said, it was out of nowhere. Didn't mention anything about the Acolyte, and then, oh, by the way, we did this whole other show. Yeah. With, which John Watts, okay, well, he's proven. Right. Jude Law. Jude Law, proven actor. For me, yeah. They said uh, it's a show about kids that get stranded or stuck on a ship or something or take over a ship, but it's not necessarily a kid's show. Right. I don't care if it's Stranger Things in Space. If right. it's kid, you know, as long as it's done well. And I, John Watts has shown clearly how to build a cast of, yes. of, I guess high school students or whatever you want to say that age of coming of age kids. Um, so this could be fun. This could be something could be great. I guess it takes place during the same Mandoverse time from what I understand. So after return of the Jedi before, I wonder if they slipped this in after they decided they were not going to do, uh, you know, their 
with the Republic show. I'm, I think you're right. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I wonder if they took some of that script, switched it around a little bit, brought in, made it a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder. I really do wonder. Because they've got a, um, th- yeah, there was probably something they had to tell. Maybe they'll come into the Rangers of the New Republic or something. It'll be part of it or something. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, who, they didn't say, was it 2024 or something like that? Uh, I believe they said 2023, but no determined time. So I'm, a th- I'm assuming probably late in the year. Right. Um, you know what they didn't? What they didn't talk about? Remember when Star Wars used to make movies? Like actually at the theater? Yeah. They didn't mention one fucking thing yeah, about movies. Like they are scared. They don't. They have no idea what they're doing with films. No, they didn't even, I mean. No, they didn't even say anything about it. Well. Okay, so they haven't officially changed the release date of Rogue Squadron, which is still supposed to be December 2023. That didn't happen, and there's no way in... No, there's we no both know that's yeah. not happening. We Yeah, but they didn't even mention it like, oh, by the way, what you all know to be true is true. Yes, it's not going to come out till X date. No Taika Waititi stuff? Nothing. Yeah, which is weird because just, what, that, that Vanity Fair piece just a couple weeks ago with, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy basically said, yeah, I, I think the Taika movie is going to come out first. Okay. We know nothing about the movie other than Taika was given the reins to make something. Right. But we've heard about Rogue One, not Rogue One, Rogue Squadron. Yeah. They even made a trailer kind of for it and backpedaled right. on that. Yeah. They're, so, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. The movie. I think what it is, is like they found people to do showrunners and they've got people, you know, the Favros and, and Filoni and Deborah Chow and all these people that they've got their set for TV. They're keeping Disney plus going. They're keeping, listen, we're going to get a lot of star Wars in the next year between, you know, this year, and next year in terms of content, none of them films. I, I, I think they're just, they just don't know what to do that. I think they need a leader. Maybe, but maybe they do know what they're doing. Maybe they've realized, listen, uh, streaming is the future. It Your might be, but you know, completely on streaming for right now, and the money's still in theater in movies. The money, you know, hundred hundred million dollar weekends, in, in but, movies, but Marvel's figuring it out. Marvel's putting three. I would argue Marvel's doing too many movies a year. Four, not too many, but pretty close. Well, they're getting too close. Well, they, they, the argument was, oh my god, they put too many Star Wars out, so it didn't, you know, how, you know, Solo wasn't good because this one was just out prior to it. It's like, well, Marvel's up to four movies a year almost, and yeah, streaming yeah. show and streaming shows. You're talking one a quarter, and and then streaming shows, and you're like, okay, they're figuring it out. Yeah, I'd give you that. The Marvel universe is even bigger right now because now that you've got the alternate timelines and you know the different worlds yeah it is hard to keep up with marvel i mean i'm a hardcore geek so it's not a problem right star wars can only can get away with one movie a year or one every other year they don't have to you know fly them out but for crying out loud we haven't had one when did when was rise of skywalker i block it (laughs) you blocked it 2019 yeah well that's what three years already coming up it'll be three years this summer or this Uh, winter yeah yeah so, I don't know. I think are in trouble. Um, Willow? Are you excited for that? I'll watch it. I think it's it, this would not make me sign up for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. This, is not, this is not A-list. But I will watch it. 
I have to admit, the story doesn't look terrible. No, I mean, uh, if it's a rehash of what the, I mean, the first one, the Willow was okay when it came out. It was okay. It was exactly. okay. It was okay. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like going to get me a Willow t-shirt. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But again, I think I was a little bit older when that came out. Uh, and I think, you know, it's kind of like Goonies is not for me either, but a lot of people love what? it. I like it, but I'm, I don't buy, I'm not going to buy a Goonies t-shirt. I don't, it's, it didn't, it didn't hit me that hard that, you know, I was like, look at the really bad prosthetic, look at that bad costume mask on the, whatever that guy was, the sloth, sloth. like it's, it's so stupid. Like it was just bad makeup. I'm like, this is horrible. I can watch this on channel four or something. I don't know who you are anymore, Joe. I've never claimed to like Goonies. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. For those of you that happen to follow me on social media, you don't have to. But if you do, you don't have to. <laughs> no, no one has to follow me. But uh, if you do follow me on social media, you'll know that last October, uh, Shaylee and I went to the Goonies house, and the look of pure joy on my face is uh, inarguable. I was so happy. Oh, I, I, I love. It's good. It, I think it fell right in your wheelhouse. What, what year did that come out? I don't remember, but I am I am a little I am a couple years younger than you, so you might be right. All right, let me. I got to find out what year because it makes a big difference at that point in time. There's a, there's weird eighty five, right? So I was fifteen. I was already moved on. I was already 80, like, 85. Huh? it came out summer eighty five, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking about was, driving and stuff like that. Like Goonies just wasn't it. Yeah, I was eleven. Yeah, I was, per- I was the age perfect, of those kids. Perfect timing, right? It worked perfectly. I was that same. Yeah, I was the same age as those kids. Yeah, that's why. That's why it hits you a little different. Um, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, Bad, Bad, Batch. Bad Batch. Oh, man, it looks so good. I'm, I'm excited for Bad Batch, too. That looked like a fun preview to me for what they showed. It looks fun, but, you know, the show's all right. I'll watch it. Yeah. I love it. I think it's good. I think it's going to get into some cool stuff. But, but we'll see. Okay, this one scared me. Jedi Survivor. I haven't finished the other one yet. <laughs> well, you have had time. Oh, yeah. I know. To be fair, I think when I bought it when it went on sale, I finally bought it too. I don't know why I haven't played it in so long. I literally have not played it in months. I haven't either. I've been too busy. It's something always comes. It's very hard for me to find two to three hours. I will I will be able to now in the next week or so with nobody in the house. I can sit down and watch it or play it. Um but I need to play because it's got some story stuff that has to go through. One of them is around this, you know, second sister, which is why Reva's the third sister. Um, so yeah, there's there's stuff to this, and I would not be surprised if if Cal becomes something more than just a video game character at some point. Why have that? Why, why have that actor? I don't know. That's it. The game is. It's fun. It's fun and it's it's complex yep. and great cutscenes and everything looks awesome. Yep. So I'm excited for this, but me being me, I know a year or so after release is going to drop down to like twenty fifteen bucks. I'll just wait and get. Which gives you an extra year to play the other one to catch yeah, up. <laughs> which I've done so well the last six months. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it looks. I will pick it up. Just not. I'm not paying sixty bucks for it. Right. Right. And Tales of the Jedi. So this is a interesting thing. These are going to be like um, YouTube type shorts, animation shorts. Um, I guess you're asking because Filoni is the producer of this as well. And I guess it happened over a conversation. 
I don't know if it was in an elevator or something in their little elevator pitch or something. He was saying like, wouldn't it be cool to just have little stories? Like, what did you think about doing He's Like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so it's just these little mini stories. Yeah. I heard it's going to be taking two bit different pathways. The pathway one, one storyline is going to be telling little snippets about Count, Count Dooku and his path along the dark side. Mm-hmm. And the others, of course, are going to focus on Ahsoka because well, no, it's going to be all the Jedi. Like, there's a Qui Gon episode. There's all, all these that's going to go through. Like a lot of them could be Kit Fisto in one of them. Yeah, but I, I thought there's going to be like two different storylines from what I read. Oh, I don't know. I will have to read more into it. I didn't. Have, I didn't hear that. Which is, I mean, yes, but we, yes, like Liam Neeson's coming back to do Qui Gon for an animated. Yeah, I wonder what else he's coming back for. Oh, we'll get into. We'll it. get into it. We'll get into it. All right, let's. Uh, oh, you have one more big thing. Go ahead. Well, I'll let you do this because you wrote this down. Well, Joe Quesada, who was, you know, what came on staff on Marvel, I think, in 1999, editor of their Marvel Knights imprint, brought back, you know, he did some great things there. And then they interviewed him. Who, hey, you want to be editor-in-chief? And who would you who would you bring on board? And he named, you know, a bunch of comic book creators that are now, you know, they've been in the industry 20 years. But back then, they were not mainstream. And, you know, these are the guys like Mark Millar and Brian Michael Bendis people like that that really created the comics that became the MCU. Uh, he was uh, editor-in-chief until uh, 2010, when then he became, for a while, Marvel's chief creative officer. Uh, a title I think he had for nine years until uh, Kevin Feige took that role, and he took on a different role. But he's been with Marvel for now for over 20 years, and you can thank him for so many of the stories uh, you know, when he was editor in chief, they came under his tenure. That made he literally took Marvel. You know, helped take Marvel from rags to riches. In the late '90s, after the, the comic he's a book big deal. Bust, he's a big deal. He is. Well, after the comic book bust, mm-hmm. he, um, you know, that's why Marvel sold the, the film rights to Sony. Yeah, to save their sold off, business, right? You know, yeah, they sold off the X Men rights to Fox because they needed to keep the lights on. They were that much in the red. And Joe, you know, at the helm, was able to bring Marvel up out of the ashes, make them profitable as a comic book company, but also he helped, you know, with these movies. I mean, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting that he's leaving now. He's no longer with Marvel. He's still going to be working in comics. We'll see what comes next. But I got to give a tip of the hat to Joe Quesada. Yeah, that's a big loss. He's going to do his own thing, right? Yeah. Which he did his own thing before. Uh, he's created some characters. Um, I think Ash was one of his uh, creator-owned uh, comic book characters. Basically a guy who's a firefighter by day, but a superhero by night. So the guy is pulling double duty. Um, cool. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward. To, he's an amazing artist, too. Every once in a while, he would do a comic book. And even though he's the editor-in-chief, he would take some time and either do a cover or do a few issues of a comic. The guy is a fantastic artist, so more power to him. Whatever he does next, I will be watching. Cool. All right. Quickly, let's jump into these. Uh, our geek this week, Michael, you go first. Well, I did finally see Doctor Strange. And yeah. Now that I'm post-COVID, we saw it in the theater, loved it. Did you? I was wondering, I, I mean... We're, I guess we're, we're kind of way late in doing a breakdown, so that's probably not going to happen of a, of a Fear Doctor Strange episode. But um, 
I gave my thoughts unspoiler like, but uh, you, you, I remember you asked a question. Did, did you have to see the what ifs? You really didn't have to. You really, which, you know, when I showed the trailers, I thought for sure that was a strange Supreme. Nope. It's they called him what sinister strange instead. Yeah. Oh, fine. But the, the place was still melting. Like we saw in, in what if so yeah, but you didn't need to see what if for this story you to didn't work need to know but it, it helped it enhanced but it was not integral to the story at all no they did cut it now if you remember from the previews they cut a line at least from at least i don't remember the line where he goes things just got a little out of hand right they cut that line you know what though sometimes they film those just for the trailer oh for sure for so, sure. At least Marvel does. So, you know, my take was back, if you remember, um, I thought it was the perfect blend of Sam Raimi and Marvel. I loved it. Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. I liked it. I liked the horror aspects. It fit well into the film. This was, this pushed things, I think. I think that pushed that PG-13 rating a little <sighs> bit. A little bit. I mean. There's blood. That's why. Usually if you see blood, they, they give you the R. Right. Who saw Doctor Strange spending a good chunk of the movie, what, 20 minutes or more, uh, possessing a dead Doctor Strange. And it was very dark scenery. And Well, the head crush thing or whatever that one, that sound guy, I don't know that character at all. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Black Bolt. I've never heard of that character in my life. Uh, He was part of that terrible Inhumans TV show. Oh, was he? Yeah, that was, that's, uh, um... Mount, the guy from uh, yeah, Anson Mount show. was on the show, yeah. Yeah, that was him on the show. That was him in the movie. That was Anson Mount. Yes. Is Black Bolt? Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes. Oh, I totally missed that. For real? Well, that's because they put him in a comic accurate costume, whereas in the TV show, he, you know, everyone, everyone pretty like you know, it was shitty, but he didn't have the, you know, the headset and all that, but. That's his. That's a comic book accurate costume he had in the movie, but it was an alternate version of Black Bolt or Blacka. I guess it was Anson Mount. I stand corrected. No yeah, shit, it, it didn't. I didn't even notice that in his face at all. Hundred percent him. Well, because he had that. the. Oh, because he's had that. That's why. Because he never saw his face really. Well, he's got that. He's, that's the comic book accurate costume. No, no, I, I'm not saying it's a scapegoat. I just didn't pay attention. All I saw was mouth. No, that was, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, well, I, okay, I think I said I loved it. I got to pull it back a little bit. Oh, I really, dear. really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I get a little excited sometimes. I very much enjoyed it. I, I It's a good mid-tier Marvel movie. I think you said something similar. Yep. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, the thing I liked most was, yes, the cameos. Well, uh, if you if the thing you liked the most was cameos, that's a big problem. Um, to me, it was a very good arc for for Stephen Strange. I no, thought they no, actually... it was a very good story. I mean, it obviously deals with you know his his relationship with uh, Christine, but at the end, gives you oh well, there's his next love interest, right? Uh, no, yeah, well, I guess according to the comics. But I, my point is, is he figured out what Doctor Strange he is. Yes, and why he's and different that's why the other one. He's the different one. He's right. the special one, right? Which is cool. So, like that was a good art. Like that was that would it's it should be about him. I mean, that's what the show is called, Doctor Strange. So um yes, John Krasinski is cool, and I don't know if he'll actually be Reed Richards and the rest it could be just that I universe. Have to believe he will be. You would think so. Um but I don't really want I'll I'll say this now. I really as much as I love him, I don't want um Patrick Stewart to be No, he's Professor too- X and 
in any X-Men thing. So that just tells you right there, they can change actors. That's fine. But, but if you notice too, he wasn't the Professor X from the, uh, the Fox movies because he had the 90s X-Men yellow floating wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know it that closely, but oh, I did. Um, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, oh, that's the X Men. That's his uh, hovering wheelchair from the X Men cartoon from the nineties. I love it. Um, but it was cool. I mean, now all that said, like I said, I really did enjoy it. It's a mid tier Marvel film. Uh, Shaley thought it was boring as fuck. Really? And she likes all the Marvel films, so wow. she's like, no, she was ready for it. Like as soon as it was done, she just looked at me. She was. That was boring. <laughs> I didn't find it boring at all. I factored loved um, uh, Scarlet Witch's arc a lot. Yeah. Oh, if if anything, I agree that yes, uh, if, if she won't ever get it. But if you were going to nominate any Marvel actor for a film or an Oscar, she, you might want to throw her hand in the ring. She was great. She was awesome. She was awesome. It's never going to happen. No. But um, other than that, I finished the Orbital series. I think our last episode, I had read the first seven volumes. I finished volume eight. Loved it. Had an ending I was not expecting. And then uh, on my little uh, Memorial Day weekend vacation, I literally started a book on Saturday night, uh, Station wow. 11 by Emily St. John Mandel, the one who uh, she wrote the book I read earlier this month, uh, Sea of Tranquility. So that, I like that one a lot. And the book I wanted to read on vacation, unfortunately, I didn't have it from the library yet. So I was like, oh, I'll start reading this one. And two and a half days, I'd read it cover to cover. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so mine real quick. Um, I saw Top Gun Maverick on Friday. I'm not sure that this is a movie that's for our crowd. It's not, that's a geek movie. But you have to remember, I was, I think came out in 86, the first one. And I was 16 working at the movie theater where that movie sold out every, every seven and nine o'clock show from like Memorial weekend to like end of July, <laughs> just sold out seven, or nine. It's a, it's, it was the pinnacle theater movie with me and some friends that are ushers that I when I watch Top Gun, all I think about is my friends that I worked with because we know that movie so inside and out that we would talk in Top Gun at the theater while we're working. So um, I wish I could have seen it with those guys. It would have been a great reunion. would have been a perfect reunion. The movie is fun. It's really good. There is zero new in this movie. It is just a popcorn throwback to the 80s that's done really well, shot really well. I will say, though, uh, Michael, do you, do you care if I give you a slight spoiler? Go ahead. because. These movies are not about the story. These movies no. are about the action scenes. Right. And it's the action scenes are great. I mean, and, and the characters are great. It's a fun movie. Like, go see it. Like, like it's, you know, it is a fun movie. But they might want to give George Lucas a little bit of uh, uh, money. Oh, is there a trench run? Dude, not only is there a trench run, it's a trench run. Then they got to shoot something that's not much bigger than three meters. Oh, give me a fucking break. Oh, I'm serious. And then they got to pull out in time to get out of the spot. Of course they do. Like, it is like, holy crap. It's, it is a Death Star run, period. They've got, you go, you got to get through this trench run because there's cannons that are going to shoot at you. Like, what? 
like they've got missiles almost shot for shot. Like when you saw on the Death Star, like what is no one seen? Am I the only, am I looking through this through Star Wars glasses? But it's literally a trench run. And then you've got it. And they say like, it's about three meters. I'm like, oh my God. I'm waiting to hear like, well, that's not much bigger than Womp Rats back home. They're not much bigger than three meters or five meters. Right. It's like, oh man. Like if they were following this, that, if they're following it that closely, the best thing you can do is actually make a reference to it. Like, what are, what are we in Star Wars? Right. They should have. They should have actually done that. But then they probably would have gotten sued. Um, anyways, that's that's the big mission. That's funny. So, yeah. That's funny. But, yeah, it's good. You know, I, I plan on it. I'll see it. I'm sure it's just. You got to see it in the theater, though. Like, it's kind of like the Avatar thing. Like, don't 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 wait for home. Because the sound and the watching the planes, like, it's pretty amazing. See, I fully admit, when the first one came out, I thought it was okay. It's fine, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. Well, here's the thing. I think I mentioned this before. I was one of those geeks that would get the military books and know all the different types of aircraft and everything. So, you know, people are like, oh, my God, look, they're taking on those MiGs. I'm like, those are not MiGs. Those are <laughs> F-5s. Yeah. Uh, which are no longer used in a military capacity. In fact, that I believe is the TF five, which is the training variant. That's why it has two seats. There you go. Well, the F sixteens is what they were, or F fourteens, right? F fourteen. No, the F fives were the MIGs. Oh, the MIGs. Okay, F fourteens were the other ships, right? Plane. Yeah, the F fourteen Tomcats. Yes. Yeah, Tomcats. So, anyways, there's a lot of that in this movie too. You'll be able to pick it out if you're still that way. So go see it. Go see it. You'll have fun. Treat. Treat Shaylee because it's got all the men eye candy in there. She can make up for Doctor Strange. I just need to know: is there a shirtless yep. volleyball scene? Nope. But there's a shirtless football scene on the beach. Ah, uh, yeah. But there's two women, so they're not shirtless too. I mean, they're not all shirtless. Those are in, they're in tank tops. But yeah. Is there? Are there any Kenny Loggins songs? Just uh, Danger Zone. <laughs> of course. The, the beginning is awesome. It's, it has that same soundtrack that. Doom. And like, oh, it's all there. And it has the same. And you're like, oh, my I will God. say this. Uh, the Top Gun video game was one of my favorite video games at the arcade. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. Hard. Yeah. It was fun. Go see it. It's fun. it's a great movie. I mean, nothing new. I probably don't need to see it ever again in the theater. Like, I, I don't rush back to it, but it was a great experience. It was fun to watch. Um, and then my second, this might be over <laughs> the top, dude. Uh, I watched 18 hours of streaming of Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> I watched zero hours. <laughs> well, I would get home or, you know, and I'm like, well, what's, there's nothing on TV. I'll just throw the YouTube that they put up there that was earlier in the day. And I got to watch all the interviews. I'm like, it was almost like being there. I was like, sweet. I had a great time. Got to walk through the thing. It was awesome. You're an addict, Joe. I couldn't go. I understand. But I'm me, I'm like, I don't need to hear five hours of them interviewing any of the stars because they're not going to, they can't tell you anything anyway. Right. They can't tell, no, you, they anything. Can't tell you anything. But, but they did. There was a great 35 or 40 minutes uh, evening with the emperor where they just talked about everything he's done and people got in the crowd, got to stand up and ask him questions. And he was awesome. Ian, Ian McDermott. It was great. Him. I'm done with him. Oh, he's so good, though. He's so oh, great right. to watch on TV. He's awesome. After the rise of Skywalker. But it's not right. his fault. It's Ian McDermott. Like, be able to talk I about his whole I thing. Want, I don't want the Emperor anymore. I'm done with the Emperor. It's not about that. It's like just asking him, like, oh, you know, 
having the makeup on the first time and having to talk about what the emperor sounded like and why, why did he choose that? And it was really cool. It was really cool. Plus he's great. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, my word is golden. It was cool. <laughs> so you can put that in your pipe. All right. That's we've, we're 40 minutes or so in and let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Um, all right. If you want to help us out or get mad at me for what I said earlier in the episode or whatever you want to do, uh, you can check us out at, patreon.com slash kybercast if you'd like to throw a little tip in our tip jar uh, to keep the show moving along um, that's again it's uh, patreon.com slash kybercast all right let's get into this star wars oh, you want to do star trek first that's what you had no we need obi-wan we need obi-wan all right. first. all right so i've watched both episodes twice now um so have i and i Look, I like the show. I'm happy where it's going. I know you're more meh on it than than I am, um, judging from what you texted me. Um, but I really like it. I think it, if if I know this is a this is a this is Act One. There's it's six episodes. Every episode, right. every two episodes yeah. is an act. So this is Act One. It did exactly what Act One is supposed to do. But it put the character. We know where he's at and his mindset. Um, they we know. Um, it, it's just setting him up to get the epi- to get this show started, and it did exactly that. And I think, I think it was done great. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I, I you know, first of all, um, you McGregor is great. I mean, you, you, you buy where he's at. You know, he's hurting. They showed that. Um, what, what did you think about showing the uh, prequels all within like two or three minutes? That was kind of cool. That was probably one of the best ways to see the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It was a perfect – it was a lob. No, I, it was fine. It, it was good because they got you – I mean, it was super well edited. Right. Because it got you the meat of the story without having to – I mean, understand, hardcore fans like us, I've, I, I can't tell how many times I've seen the prequels, more than I care to admit based on how much I actually like them. But <laughs> – it, it was great because it, it got you from here's Obi-Wan as a Padawan and here he is. This is how he got to this point. Right. And it did it very succinctly, but done very well. So I actually quite liked it. I watched it the first time. Um, I watched it twice because, like I said, uh, when I found out it was coming out at midnight Eastern time, I was like, fuck it, I'm staying up. Yeah. And I watched them both, which was a faux pas because I was supposed to watch them with Shaylee. <laughs> but we ended up watching them over the weekend, so I watched them both again with her. Got it. And I enjoyed it. So uh, I don't think I enjoyed it to the level you did, but I, I don't know if – did you have more to say about why you liked it so much? I I just love the setup. I, I think, you know, first of all, if you're looking at this f- from any kind of writer's point of view, and not that I'm a writer, I'm not, but uh, – there's only one thing I can even think of to get Obi-Wan to leave that planet. And they chose that one thing. I, so as far as, yes, as far as things I like and things that pleasantly surprise me, maybe you would have thought this. I don't know if you thought this before the show came out or not, but I was surprised at how Leah or Leah centric this was. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's uh, you. There's only one piece of motivation that you can get him to leave. 
That's the only other one. Like, why else would he go? There's no other reason that you can that would right. be stronger than that. And it it retcons things a little bit, but in a good way because, as we already alluded to at the beginning of this episode, Leia has always been a strong female character right. in all three movies. From the first time we meet her in Star Wars, she stands up to Darth Vader, this guy who's like literally four feet taller than her. Right. She stands up to him. She is not afraid. She does not. Even bow. even if you watch A New Hope, like she he goes, oh, why does she keep, why did she go into this English accent? And then it's gone. Right? Right. Uh, she's making fun of Tarkin. Because right. the first time you see Leia, she doesn't do an English accent. Not, it's not until he, she sees him. And she kind of rips on his accent. Like, that's on purpose. That's not like some act faux pas of like, oh, maybe you'll do an English accent now. Maybe we'll lose it later. No. We know she doesn't have one because the first two seconds of the movie where she's, you know, yelling at Vader at the beginning, you are part of Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. That part. Um, exactly. So, yeah. but it shifts it because, yes, us as the fans know that she's the twin. And we know from the sequels. That she was trained in the force. Right. That How good was Jimmy Smith? Oh, he was great. He was great. Loved loved the relationship. Like I love how he came to to, to Obi Wan and, and even in, when it was in the hologram or whatever you call it, the communication thing, where he's like, she. They made a really interesting choice in in dialogue where he says, uh, "Is she not as important as him?" Right, and that's that was awesome. Kind of I'm talking about because, you know what. If you think about it, they're right. Because even later in Return of the Jedi, no, there is another. Or when right. no, that was an empire. It's empire. Right? Yep. So when he's taken off, yeah. Wait, was that an empire? When Luke was taken off to go fight Vader, yes. Okay. No. Yeah. Yes. Dagobah, right? Wasn't it? Correct. In Empire. Let me go save my friends. All hope is lost now. No, there is another. That's right. That's right. So anyway. They didn't say Skywalker. They just said there's another. We didn't know if it was a Skywalker at the time. Right. But then obviously we find out Leia's a sister, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. But all that to say, she is just as important. But, and I I mentioned this to Shaylee, what's interesting is, yes, they hid Luke in the last place that Darth Vader would probably look on Tatooine, put him with another family, hid him far out on the Outer Rim, Whereas Leia, Leia, they hid her right in the open. Right. Two different tactics. Right. Right? Because we'll try both, and if one of them survives, good. Right. But she's no less important. Correct. So we got to see Alderaan, which we never really get to see, which is cool. Right. And it looks, and you know what? I didn't know what Alderaan looked like, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's Alderaan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it's like this weird Switzerland kind of thing. Right. Um, so, so you know, like episode one was, you know, on Tatooine and it kind of had that, you know, you get, you get the chasing of um, a Jedi that the Inquisitors found. Uh, even with Obi-Wan right there, they didn't notice him, but. Um, right. Which is fine. I mean, it's, that's the story. If they notice him, it's over. Um which I dug. Like I just, I just liked all the motivation. Now, there's a few 
clumsy things of the show. I think, you know, like I don't think that, I think the guy that they got to play that Jedi that was un, ultimately hung was kind of, he was not great. Yeah. He's not great. Like, or, or, you know, and I don't know if that's a Deborah child director, but thing like they just didn't know how to direct him, but he just saw, he was so flat. He's just kind of a flat, like anybody that has kind of a California accent kind of bugs me on the show. <laughs> it's like, he was an obvious red shirt. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody know. like as soon as he jumped up and got away, like he's going to die. Or, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was a nice way of, he, they needed him to show you where Obi-Wan was at, where he runs into him at night and he's just like, we lost. What the fuck are you doing? Just bury that and go. Like they were done. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, I know I'm jumping around. We know there's going to be Qui-Gon. Otherwise, the beginning of the freaking series, they don't exactly. it, it, it teach you to commune with him, I will. You don't bring that up if you're not going to do it later. Well, they bring that up, and then after his nightmare, right. Obi-Wan tries, out to him. but it doesn't, nothing happens, right? It's going to happen. But he's shut it's himself off from the Force. Exactly. So. Which makes sense, because yep. as we saw in the, you know, in the original movies, you know, Luke was still young and not as well trained yep. Yep. or as disciplined and Vader could feel him. Right. Right. Obviously Obi-Wan's a master. Well, has been for some time at this point and was able to basically just turn that force off. Well, he's also broken. I mean, he's broken. No, hundred hundred percent. So here's, Okay, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with Obi-Wan being broken. No, he's why wouldn't he be? He's lost everything and anyone he's ever been with. Let's I get that. I get that. Now um you could argue, well, he is, you know, a member of this religious sect, maybe he should have more faith. But I'm okay with broken Obi-Wan. And I'm okay with him telling uh, you know, the Jedi who the red shirt Jedi, I don't even remember his name, red shirt will work. Um, that, you know, listen, you just gotta Bury your fucking lightsaber and get the fuck out of here. I'm okay with it. Yeah. My issue, what I didn't like, and I get it, it's the first two episodes, so I'm not going to, so when I say it was fine, I'm I'm trying to keep in mind that these are the first two episodes. This is the first stack. This is all setting up. I'm trying not to judge the show based only on that. But my first reaction, I was a little underwhelmed because even though I'm ready for broken Obi-Wan. I don't think I was ready for complete wuss Obi-Wan. Well, I don't think he's a complete wuss yet. Eh. You don't think so? I, I think he's kind of a wuss in this, at least in the first How is he a wuss? Which, I don't know. He just... Where, where is he seeing... Like, I don't understand. He went everywhere and fought. He's trying to avoid scenes and not be... so. You know... But when he right. had to take people out, when he, second episode, he goes and does some fighting, but I was like, but I mean, what, what's he going to do on Tatooine? Make big scenes and fight? Like, what do you want him to do? I don't understand. I, mean, he can't do that. I get it. I get it. But he just, I don't know. I'm just trying to find the worst part because like, he didn't back down from anything. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm not describing it well. I was okay with him being broken, but he seemed. He also hasn't fought or done anything in 10 years. So he's going to be rusty. True. He took those two guys out in an alley, hurt his hand after he's like punched. He's like, oh, shit, that hurts, you know? Yeah, maybe that was part of it. And again, I get he's out of practice, but. I don't think wuss is the right word that you're looking for. He's not at, He's not full Obi-Wan Jedi strength, that's for sure. No, he's not weak. at all. I mean, look how he struggled to just keep Leia from, you know, falling and hitting the ground, you know? 
every ounce of his concentration to do what would, to even a youngling, be a fairly simple force move. Well, turning it back on may not be like a faucet, you know? <laughs> exactly, and yeah. I grant that. Yeah. I think it's on now. I mean, it's one of those things we get back. Again, I, I could be wrong because maybe this is just part of the, the process, the journey we're going to see. But one thing I did have an issue with was I actually liked Reva. Is it Reva? I had no Reva? problem with Reva. I think if anything, some of the lines might be stale because that's the writer's fault. Um, you know, she's she's clearly the girl at the beginning. What a great opening scene, though, by the way. We didn't even talk about that. Of the Jedi Temple? Oh, yeah. She's clearly one of those young ones. She's the leader of them. Got the, come, we're going to run. That was her. She had braids and everything. Um, but what a great scene to start with. You're like, because that didn't, that threw everybody off. You're like, oh, it's going to go on. And all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, we're back here. Clones. Yeah. That was a, that was a great beginning. It took me until the second time I watched her realize, I'm like, oh, there she is. Because the yeah. first time I saw it, I was like, all right, this is just the beginning of Order 66. Didn't put two and two together until yeah. I watched the second time and said, "Oh, she's there. She's one of them." Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that some of the problems that people have with with uh, writing of it is, um, how does she know it's Anakin? Nobody's not really supposed to. There's not many people that's supposed to, that know that that Anakin is Darth Vader, and and, and anybody that Vader works for him and ends up killing anybody who says Anakin. It's only a few people that know. Tarkin knew, but never spoke about it. Um, if right. if you read any of no the um. He's supposed to be like, well, like a ghost. He's Darth Vader always was and always will be. That's kind of how it's supposed to be, right? Well, yeah, no, but there is no before. There's no Anakin, right? And he doesn't like to hear the name. Anybody who thinks that, but so my guess is that on her way running out, she's going to see Anakin killing some younglings. They're going to be another flashback scene. There'll be another flashback scene. That makes sense. I believe, and possibly, I don't know, um, which would justify her knowing who Vader is. Um, I, I like her, and I, I, she she's fine. Badass. She's got ambition. She's scary. I mean, look at it's chop it, that woman's it, hand off like that. Yeah, that was badass. Um, was. I think it's a little one note right now, but I think that's because it's the first act. We don't know where she's going to go. I mean, there's clearly she's going to have an arc. They wouldn't put her this front and cent- central if she doesn't have some kind of. Yeah either turn good or whatever is, you know, that's probably what's going to happen. I'm going to guess it's what Disney does. Well, and I looked up Moses Ingram and she's what class of 2019 Yale acting. No, she's a she's great actress. She's just in the Macbeth thing or whatever that was, that was on Apple with, with um, Denzel Washington for crying out loud. She's in Queen's Gambit too, which I never watched. That's my point is that yes, it's a little one now, now and I grant you, I think, there's going to be an arc for her. This is going to yeah. be, this series is as much Obi-Wan story as it Leah's, as it's Leah's story, as it's Rava's story. And I have zero problem with that because it's still, I still feel like it's Obi-Wan's show, but you have to have other people around. Like you have to have other characters right, to care right. about. You can't just like, just have him wandering the desert like Moses and then, and then just kill anybody who gets in Luke's way. Then there's your show. Like, what, right. you, I, mean, what do, I guess my asking people is like, what do you want? They've got the correct, there's no other motivation for him leaving that planet than Leia. That's nothing stronger than that, period. Full stop. You have to have some kind of antagonist. And now we don't even know how far Vader is going to be in, because I didn't expect to see him until like episode five. The last two basically is all I expected anything. Right, and then we got a little peek at him. Oh, just, well, 
Obi-Wan turned on the force, right? He's, he's in his mind. That, that was a mind thing. Yep. Um, you know, Luke, you know, when Luke talking to Vader, that kind of thing, because the, the swipe was there in, uh, you know, the, uh, listen, Ewan McGregor is not phoning this in. No. I mean, he is acting to the best. And, you know, there's, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kamal, Kamal, um, Kamal. Yeah, Nanjami. Yeah. Nanjami. He was hilarious. He was him. He, he's 100%. He still had his little like kind of L.A. Indian voice or whatever you want to call it or whatever, he, and uh, which I love him. Um, but he's like playing. A, he he has a very much a delivery like that in almost every character he plays at some point. You know, he's not much different from the character he was in uh, the Eternal. He's not what or Silicon Valley for crying out. Right, <laughs> it's the same exactly. um, kind of snotty. Um, but he's not dead either. No, no. So I think we'll see him again, some way, some shape, for him. No, I, again, I I agree with you. Reva is one note. I think we're going to see an arc here. My issue was, so I get that they're not really Sith. They're not. They're definitely not Jedi. They're Force sensitive. But I know they're working for Vader, so they've got. They've been given some. Sith and let's. Teaching. I think let's clarify, right? Like just because it's not just Force sensitive, they have skills in the Force. Right. But they're just not, not under the dogma Jedi. of the Jedi, like Ahsoka. Correct. So they exactly. can be. So it's you know people think like if you take the word Jedi, that's the power isn't in the Jedi. The Jedi is a way of working with that power as a right. religion. That's, that's the you know the school of thought right. you're using your power for. Correct. So they can be strong, right. but you know, right? And they can be strong, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's why they're not 100% Sith because of the rule of two, blah, blah, blah. But. Uh, I got a feeling. My, Go ahead. Well, my issue is, like, she is, like you said, one note, almost a mustache twirling villain. And the others are not. And they're just, like, I don't get why they have a problem with her being so gung-ho after Obi-Wan. Yes, there's a reason we're going to find out, I'm sure, why, like you said, I suspect, like she thinks. I bet you anything, she thinks Obi Wan abandoned them. Like, why are you so? I think that's part of it. I think it's that, and or she may be. Always two there are right. Vader. I, at some point, every Sith looks for another apprentice. Right, she could. Right. She might want to be Vader's apprentice and is trying to get there quicker. Here you go. Here's the head of Obi Wan. Now, can I be your apprentice? Maybe you know what I mean. We don't. You know, we don't know. Yeah, but I don't get why. Like when she chops the woman's hand off, why uh, Han from Fast and the Furious and his weird hat dresses her down? Why? What was ineffective about that? That is totally a Sith thing to do. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's a way of like you know if you just if you just scare people, they're not going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you what you want to hear, and that's not necessarily the truth. You know, inquisitors. That's fine. And inquisitors need to find the real answers, and there's no reason to like. If you say you're not going to hurt them, if you tell us the truth, they don't hurt you. But if you just hurt them for no reason, like, well, whatever I tell you, you're not going to believe. You know what I mean? Like, it just could right, be. You're going to say whatever you Right. Can, I'll tell you, yeah, to live. So it's like you're not going to get the truth. So it's, you know, now people are freaking out on, uh, which I thought was awesome, that she turned on the Grand Inquisitor, which breaks canon, we think might break canon. Yeah. Well, she, okay. She did. There's something to remember because I, that was the first thought. I was like, how the hell? Like I didn't watch rebels, but even I knew that the grand inquisitor 
committed suicide rather than because there are things worse than death and he throws himself and he dies. Right. So he's obviously alive a few years in the future yet. Right. So the only thing I can think of is that the Grand Inquisitor must be, they're going to do a whole, uh, shoot, I can't remember her name now. Uh, she was just Fennec Shan. That. Uh, thank you. They're going to Fennec Shan his ass. I mean, very similar. I mean, Vader is more droid than man at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, Marth, Marth, Darth Maul was cut in half, like severed. This just had yes. a po. Now, if you know anything about the species, I did read to it. They do have two stomachs. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, he's not I dead. Don't, yeah, he's not dead. I, I I get that he's gravely wounded, but they're gonna. They're, they're gonna on Tatooine. They'll just man. find that place that those mod people look for those uh, look for those bikes. Those mod people aren't there yet. They haven't even been bored. Why? Well, I mean, there could still be mods there. Well, maybe. Tatooine but, uh, could be the mod place, man. Mod central. You're only looking. You're only talking about. Let's see. Ten years. Four. Oh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Something like that. Twenty years, maybe. I don't know. The, the point is, I don't think he's dead. No. I think they're going to Vader his ass and give him some robot internal so he's still because. Yeah. There's no way he's dead because we already know he shows up in Rebels. I mean, unless we know that Qui Gon Qui Gon couldn't take it when it was in his gut, but seems like Jedi die and and Sith people just find a way to stay living regardless of through the hate somehow they stay alive. They because they don't know how to become one with the Force and live forever. Well, Qui Gon took it right to the chest, right? It was in the gut. That was right in the chest. I, then, I, then again, I haven't watched it in a while. But it doesn't but, matter. I think it's just different. It's a different thing. Like the, the well, when I watched the second time, you can clearly clearly see that he takes it right in the gut. The Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, oh, he, you can you can survive that. That's that's, that's yes. With two stomachs, plus it's already cauterized. It's fine. Exactly. They're just gonna put some droid parts in there <laughs> yeah. in his torso, and he'll be back at so it. So people freaking out over that. They're freaking out. Oh my god, they broke cannon. Like, well, just hold on. It's like. It's the first act. You got to get, you know, I like the show. Is it going to be a great show? I don't know. It could turn awful. It could be great. I, I'm going to give my final at the end of it. But I know this, regardless if the story goes good or bad, it's kind of like the prequels. Ewan McGregor is a great Obi-Wan. I just love watching him. Yeah. So. So I guess here's the big question then, Joe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have four more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. But your big fear was that it was going to come out and it was going to be not as good and you were, you were nervous. I'm still nervous. Still nervous. Sure, because it's just the first act. I liked the first act. I liked what, how they brought him. You know, they show this kind of grind, daily grind of what he does every day and he just basically cuts meat or whatever and just goes home. Um, I love the Joel Egg- Egerton scene. That was, that was damn good. I mean, I just him with – him with, I, I hope that's not his only – Clearly, they can't go back. He cannot go back to Tatooine until other shit's resolved. Right. So I don't know if we're going to see any more Luke, to be honest with you. Why would we? You know, that's interesting. You know, I had the same exact thought. Once he took off and it became very Leah-centric, I was like, this is it. This is their bonding. This is why she knows she can trust him in Star Wars. Well, I don't know if she knows it's Obi-Wan or because he only says his name's Ben. Maybe she was helping to keep his cover, but we don't know. You yeah. Know, there's many ways you can explain it. Okay? Right. But and that's fine. Obviously, this is going to be where they bond, and she later knows she can trust him, you know, in Star Wars or right. Hope, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I had that same thought. I'm like, this is going to be Leah centric. We might not see Luke again 
No, what for? Yeah, that's fine. To the end of the episode where he brings back the ship to him. Here's your toy. Right. Let's talk later. We'll talk later because he clearly gets that toy back, even though because right. he plays with it in Star Wars. So, or in New Hope. Um, so yeah, there's no reason to have Luke. You, you can't now. You can't come back with all this stuff going on. Right. I mean, it's the worst thing he can do. He's got to resolve all this stuff. Um, he's got to resolve Vader, and you know, there's a lot to to, to happen here. Um, which I still think Vader's going to let him go in the end. That's my, like I said, I think there's going to be some weird, I don't know if people will like that. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if that will happen. I think it's going to be something interesting just because of the line, because I had to watch New Hope again over the weekend after all the Star Wars celebration. There's just that line of like, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. When I left you. Clearly, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he didn't leave him. Obi-Wan left him. Right. Because the line is, when I left you, I was once the learner. Now I am the master. When I left you. Interesting line to me. I'm like, holy shit. I wouldn't be surprised if Reva saves Obi-Wan's ass from Vader at the end. Maybe. I don't know if I would like that. I don't want to make that character that important, but but it could be. Because that feels like a big deal. But it's possible. Or she dies for Leia or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I don't I don't think we're gonna see Luke. So back to the original question, do you feel any kind of relief after the first two episodes? A little bit, yeah. A little bit because of you know, some of the acting and some of the stuff. I think there's some, you know, clunky scenes almost a la um uh uh, uh Robert Rodriguez, like you know, young Leia just didn't look very fast running. So the so the blocking of the chase was odd. Um, Flea kind of took me out, but that's my fault. Like people that don't know who Flea is, they don't know. Exactly. Like, I, I'd be interested yeah, to yeah. see someone's reaction who doesn't know who he is. But yes, for me yeah. too, it took me out because I'm like, I get that he dabbles in acting now and then. Yeah. But he's pretty much always the same guy. Yeah. Um, he's Flea. But it's but I, I mean that's on me. I mean he didn't do anything wrong. You know, that was, no, his idea wasn't terrible, but in, in fact, people call those people idiots, but they actually caught Leia. They did what they, they brought Obi-Wan to where they did what they needed to do. Right. They set the trap and they got him. They actually caught him and it all worked out. So there's nothing. They, they weren't that bumbling. And people were like, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I think it was a, uh, it just took me out a bit. Overall, like I said, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, I think I liked it better the second time watching it. When I first saw it, I was like, you know, sometimes it happens with me. I, I go in with expectations. Whether I, I try not to, but it always happens. Of course, right? I go in with expectations, and then I see it, and it didn't live up to those expectations. But I have to admit, watching it the second time, I liked it better. It was fun to watch it with Shaylee. Did she like it? Like, oh, yeah. She liked it. I'm just curious. She, she's a she's a 100% uh, Leah Stan. So. Well, that girl was awesome she, as, as Leia. Yeah. she. So Shaylee's here for it. She's like, yes, more of that. I love it. Cool. Cool, cool. I, I'm digging. I thought the Leia, I thought the, the, the words. Now you can tell that she's a little force sensitive too because I think that's how she goes, you're scared of your dad. 
Oh yeah, like, she doesn't like, know that she's she, good. exactly. She just has intuition, right? And why why wouldn't a good senator have intuition, right? She may not even know anything about that force, which kind of plays into the line later on. Like I know somehow I've always known, you know, where she's not. Right. Well, you know, she's got some intuition. Well, she's got that intuition, but she doesn't realize it's the force. Right, it's, it's just a gift, you know. Um, Overall, it was good, not great, but that doesn't mean the series won't end up being great. I'm, I'm I've learned talking to you for long enough in my old age to give things time and not make a judgment till the end of the series. I yeah. did the same thing with Picard. And at the end, I, was, I fully ate my word and said, yeah, this was not great. Yeah. But I was pretty quickly judged. I was judged much before that came out simply because they went into the past. And I was like, Oh, they're just ducking shit here. I know. I know. But that's, that's, that's just something you don't like. Uh, yeah. Not if you're going to do, I want to see space and shit. I mean, that's what I want to see when I watch it. Just, I don't want to see LA. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I'll watch, you know, I don't know, law and order or some shit. Um, all right. That's, I think that's good for now. I mean, we've listen. we, if we, if we record Thursday, I don't know if we're going to or not. Let, well, we can talk about that because Wednesday's the next Obi-Wan. We could talk episode three if we need to. Um, we can talk about it. Two in one week might be tough. We got to, we'll see. We'll, we'll try and get on some schedule. Um, so, but let's talk about um, strange new worlds real quick too. Um, you know, what would you think? You're the non-Star Trek fan. What would you think? I continue to like the show. I thought it was a good episode. I don't know anything about this Gorn, but it, clearly that's going to be something that's going to come back, I would assume, in this. this uh, it was too easy to get away, which means that it's probably the first act of Gorn. <laughs> they may be coming back to that, I would assume. Um, you know the like Gorn? A, you just don't know you know the Gorn. I don't know if I know. Well, I don't know. The Gorn no, no. are the terribly costumed uh, lizard people, the one that Kirk fought in the original series. On yeah, but it. I didn't see all the original series. I don't I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, but you, if you saw the image of Kirk fighting the, the lizard man, he'd be like, oh, yeah. Okay. I know. I've seen so, that. but are they like, they're That's like, the Gorn they're basically reptilian, so they don't care. They just kill. No, no, they just have a different structure. Like you said, it's you know, uh, uh, survival of the fittest. And I can add up to people before. Obviously, you saw from the SS, uh, what, what was it? I can't remember the name of it. I know Khan was on the Botany Bay. Right. This was the SS. Uh, I can't remember the name now. It was on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, the point is. And she has something to do with Khan, right? That girl? She's related. related yeah. Um, but I like the episode. It was good. I mean, they, they continue to do pretty well. Again, some of the tropes in Star Trek, you just kind of get tired of seeing the whole the whole bridge shake. Ooh, ooh, we get hit. The whole bridge shakes. Like every episode, the bridge shakes, you know, something's like, God damn, that trope is just so played. Like you can't get, that's a, that's a tough one to get out of. Like, you know, what an inefficient fucking ship is what I guess what I'm saying. Like everybody's got to be in this big part. Like here's the, everybody takes five people to fly this thing. Fucking Han can do it by himself and Chewie or whatever. It's like, like, that is one thing. I, I will say, so watching this last episode, I look at the bridge, which is, first off, it looks to be twice as big as this, the bridge from the original series. Yeah, way more complicated. But then they showed them, uh, there was a scene where, um, uh, who was it, uh, head of security of the con, and then uh, Spock, they take a shuttle, and they show them from behind, and there's so much fucking space, I'm like, yeah. I get it's the future, but anyone who's been any, any kind of aircraft knows that you basically got to wedge yourself in there because <laughs> there's all this important equipment right? to fly the aircraft. 
yes, they're far more advanced and things are smaller, yada, yada, yada. There was still not going to be that much more wasted space. It's it's there just to make the shots look good. There's no right. way a shuttle is that big. Right. Um, but I like the show. Like, I, I don't hate it. Like, they should stop putting people in peril that you know aren't going to die. We know Spock's not going to die. We know Uhura's not going to die. Right. We know that Pike isn't because we saw his end, right? So he should have no fear. Like, dude, I've seen the future. We're all... There's nothing for us to be scared of right now. They can't kill us because this isn't my time. Well, they can't kill him. <laughs> well, true. That's fair. Um, um, but I will say this as a longtime Star Trek fan and as hokey. I mean, I, I get it. It was the late 60s. Uh, the special effects budget for a costume lizard person was nil. It looked like shit in the 60s. Kind of became a joke. Like you said, if you do Kirk... Gorn, you'll see the picture, and you'll, you'll pro- you've probably seen it a thousand times in your life. All right. But that said, they made the Gorn scary. Well, we didn't see a face, did we? Oh, yeah, no, I've seen this like, picture. Just the way they basically work. an alligator man or whatever, like mini Godzilla. You've seen that before. I mean, you've yeah. probably seen that a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, I have. I've seen it. Those are the Gorn. Yeah. So I like that they didn't actually show them in this because... They did not, right? They didn't. Okay, I didn't miss anything. Okay. Yeah, they didn't. They did not show them, because for the most part, people know what they look like. You just looked it up right there, and it's a hoagie. If they well, if that's what they make it look like, I mean. Right, right, right. I mean, I, I get it. They could have updated. They could get into like, that nineteen eighties V shit. It might be cool. Right, but I love that we didn't see them, and they made them very ominous and very yep. predatory. And I'm just happy that we have a big bad, possibly a big bad for the series. That aren't the Borg or the Klingons or right. the Romulans. Right. But that's fair. I mean, all these tropes have some typical baddie. I mean, Sith is just a catch all for whatever. You're a Sith, you know. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what species you are, I suppose. But, um, you know, you have to have some kind of adversary at some point. Otherwise, the show becomes irrelevant. Um, no, no, you, you have to have conflict. And I'm conflict, that. right. It's just. I will say that these, these standalone episodes, they are fun. I love that you don't have to have watched the last four episodes necessarily to know what's going on. Yeah. And I see that uh, Spock's finally getting his hair cut. I don't know. It's been, his hair's changed over the three episodes. It was kind of fluffy at the beginning, and now it's got the lay down flat bowl shit going. Um, so I don't know who the barber is on the Enterprise, but clearly we've had some <laughs> right. changes there. Um, the one thing about the one thing that's never ever been explained to me is, and I don't know why the show doesn't do it, is like the ship's fucking huge, right? I don't know how many people are on a typical ship and the Enterprise. I don't know. They never tell you. Maybe they did, and I've just never paid attention. It's like every ship has 150 people, and this is what they do, and this is where they go, and they're like a mini city in the air. But is there? I don't know. I don't know how big that yeah. disc is. What is that disc? Is the disc where people live and go around? Like, I don't know how the ship works. After all these years, I have no idea. And I don't feel like looking it up. It should kind of show me. Like, every Star Trek I've ever seen, I have no idea when they're walking where they are in the ship. Oh, really? No. How would I know? I see hallways and a couple rooms. I don't know where it is on the ship. Well, true. Uh, They got into a little bit of that in the first season of uh, Next Generation. I don't remember. Uh, uh, Next Generation, the whole point of the the saucer separating was because that's where the uh, the families lived, but that was a much bigger ship for much bigger 
uh, deployments, much longer deployments. So it was expected that officers would have their families on board so the saucer could pop off and go away uh, while the main part of the ship could still conduct battle and whatnot. Yeah. I think they need to do a better job of blocking. Tell me where I'm at. (laughs) You know, that's all. I can almost figure it out on a Star Destroyer. Right, right. I I, I see what you're saying. And and it depends on which version of Star Trek you're watching because um, the original series ship was actually like a half to third of the size of the Enterprise in the Kelvinverse. Okay. The justification there was because the Borg, the Borg technology with the uh, Romulans that went back in time, forced the um, after that attack and the loss of the Kelvin, it forced the um, Federation to build bigger, more powerful ships earlier. Got it. So the Enterprise in the Kelvinverse is a much, much larger ship. Got it. Got it. All right. Even though you can't tell on screen, right? Unless no. you put them side by side. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. But no, I'm digging the show. It's 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 their best one, I think, of this modern era, whatever you want to call this era. This this I think it's the best Star Trek show in era. ten years, easily. Yeah, I don't know what's been around over the last ten years, but um, this new, I'll say, the Paramount Plus era. This is the best so far. Hundred percent, I agree. So, all right. Well, Michael, let people know where they can yell at Joe for his tire. His my uh, rant at the beginning of the show, or or not. I don't really care if you're a racist. Don't. Don't, I don't whatever. If they're going to yell at you, they're going to yell at me because I'm right there with you, Joe. Yeah. But if you feel the need to yell, or if you'd rather let us know what you thought about Obi-Wan or Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds or any geek stuff, you can let us know. We're on Instagram and Twitter at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. Cool, cool. Thank you, Michael. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. Or, you know what? Check out our website. Or tell a friend to check out our website. Tell a friend about the show. That helps us the most. Um, Tell them they can listen to it at pretty much any podcatcher that you can think of that is out there. You can pick up our show. Uh, Leave a comment on our show and through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. um, Comments very help. Smash that subscribe button, most importantly. Smash it. You'll know when we ever get episodes out on a timely manner. Um, You'll at least know when we do put one out. Um, I don't think think you can listen to us on Facebook anymore. I think they put the kibosh on that starting in June. Yeah, well, I don't care about that. By the time people listen to this, it'll be June, so. Well. Like I said, we'll be on pretty much every podcatcher. And if they don't decide to be a podcatcher anymore, then nobody's on it. So not our problem. Um, I know Amazon does pretty well for us because I keep getting my Alexa telling me that there's a new Clevercast. So that's fantastic. It's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, smash that subscribe button so that you're in the know. Um, Check out our website at kybercast.com. You can listen to all of our shows there. If you don't have a podcatcher, everything's streaming there through our provider of SoundCloud. Um, so, hey, we've got tomorrow or tonight, tomorrow, the next Obi-Wan. So if I get up early in the morning, I can watch Obi-Wan. Wow. Crap. That's crazy. So anyways, we'll talk about that soon, right? I don't know if it's Thursday or not. We'll, we'll figure it out. Sometime soon. Yeah. There we go. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.